0: There was a time in my life where i was either losing weight because i was on the latest diet and if i wasn't losing weight i was gaining weight there was never maintenance in between those times and i think that for people like me maintenance is a skill
1: and that's why i wanted to talk to you about the sardine fast because a lot of people think that it's going to be a miracle to weight loss, healing, inflammation. Do you think it is a miracle for weight loss and healing? I well, I, I, miracle is a
0: big word, but
1: <laughs> I but I think it's. Before we start this episode, I wanted to let you know the July Carnival Challenge is now open. You see, the one thing that I have realized from interviewing over 100 carnival experts is that community is so important. And that's why this month, Anita is joining us along with a panel of carnival doctors and experts to help you with your real life struggles on a carnival diet and provide support, whether it be weight loss stalls, If you can't heal inflammation even though you're trying to be strict carnival all of these doctors and coaches are going to help answer your medical questions we also have our carnival coaches that have been living this lifestyle for over 10 years and have lost over 200 pounds so if you'd like to join the july challenge there is a link in the description of this video and if you got any value from my interview with anita please feel free to hit that subscribe button Anita, welcome back. Oh, I'm so happy to be back. Thanks for inviting me. Well, I know that you have lost over 130 pounds and you have tried some wonderful different things to lose that weight, including the 72 hour sardine fast. So today, Anita and I are going to talk about this sardine fast. Is it worth it? Anita's weight loss results and everything you need to know to get started the right way. Plus, we're going to play a game called Carnival Faces with Anita. So make sure that you stick around Uh-oh. for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but the first question anita i wanted to ask you is how did you find out about the 72 hour sardine fast i found
0: out about that um, from listening to dr boz's channel i follow her quite regularly and she has a 21 day metabolic reset which i plan to join in an upcoming she only runs it a couple of times a a year and so i missed the last one but she always talks about putting those people through their 72 hour sardine fast. I was intrigued
1: and decided to try it. Well, what were the results in terms of when you first started? I know that it was about measuring your weight, your ketones and your blood glucose. How did you go through the three days and what were your results?
0: Well, um, my ketones, my, my ketones grew they increased a little bit every day and the blood glucose decreased a little bit every day um, during the first three days uh, on the scale I lost only 0.2 pounds, however, uh, I have one of those scales that measures the fat loss as well, you know muscle and fat and. Uh, I wish I would have looked it up before I came, but I forgot, but I I believe it was like somewhere in the 3% fat loss range for those three days, so I was losing fat during the sardine challenge uh, it which didn't just it just didn't reflect you know in a poundage loss you know it gives you just a bit bigger of a picture so
1: i mean that's really significant three percent body fat decrease in just three days i'm sure that many people watching right now will be thinking i want that for myself i was just really impressed with that that there was
0: things going on behind the scenes that You can't necessarily measure on a scale.
1: Absolutely. And that's why it's important also to not just go by the weight on the scale, but also have another Mm -hmm. metric, which is to test your body fat percentage to see is your lean muscle increasing and your body fat decreasing. But I'm curious to know around sardines, what do you think it was about the benefits in sardines that helped you lose all that body fat in just three days?
0: Well, I I have to think that it is the omega-3s you know, the fatty acids that are in sardines. Uh, now I did choose mostly the ones that had the oil. And I know that there's pros and cons of that. Um, and, and I understand that very well. But on the times that I ate the sardines in water, I added my own olive oil to it. And so I was maintaining roughly about a 70 ish and higher fat percentage during that time. And I think that that actually really helps a lot.
1: And how would you advise somebody if they're interested in starting a three, well, it's not three days, it's 72 hours. Cause I was mm-hmm. listening to Dr. Boz saying when it's 72 hours, it's from the moment that you ingest that yeah. first sardine to the moment that you put it down. So it's not just three days. How would you advise somebody to start a sardine fast the right way?
0: I think that, first of all, you need to get used to eating sardines because a lot of people have never even had any sardines whatsoever. And they've never opened a can. They've gone their whole life without having them. It's not a common food here in North America. And, And so some people are like, oh, no, there's no way I can do that. And so if you're that type of person, I would just say start out by buying some different brands, some different types and just seeing which ones you like the best. Because if that's all you're eating for three days, you know, you want to make sure you get the ones that you're actually going to like and eat and enjoy.
1: So I'm curious, how did you feel about just eating sardines? Because even for me, I haven't tried it quite yet. I want to try it. Haven't quite got there. I can do it for a meal or two, but 72 hours of just sardines what was your feeling like during that fast
0: um i didn't find it that hard actually because i do enjoy sardines i'm one of those rare people that likes them and i eat a variety of seafood however i had gotten into i i I guess the last three four five years i hadn't really been focusing very much on seafood at all it was almost like a forgotten protein for me and so I wasn't afraid of eating sardines for three days. I knew that I could do it, but I just had been out of the habit of having seafood. So by the end of the third day, I was like, oh, I really could use something different by now, <laughs> and I was very happy to see the end of the three days. But I didn't have any trouble enjoying it. I mean, you know, I make a little dressing with mustard and, and apple cider vinegar and olive oil kind of helps you know gives it a different flavor i i just i i I think that i think that dr boz's version is very strict you know sardines out of the can uh pretty much although i think you can have tea and coffee water of course but i i think you could kind of dress it up a little bit to make it more palatable to you.
1: I totally agree. You know, when you add some <laughs> Dijon mustard, when you add the Dijon mustard, it is like an explosion in your, in your mouth. Like I can have this. This is fantastic. But I'm so happy that you said around, you don't have to be that strict. And that goes back to carnivore because we hear all these things about, you know, 80, 20, BBE, all these different mm-hmm. things, Um, you know, no coffee, um, doing a butter fast, in your opinion, through your whole journey, what has it worked for you as an overall picture?
0: As an overall picture, I try not to get too... Uh, per- Dr. Barry, I think he calls it majoring in the minors or, you know, some of us would say sweating the small stuff. I feel like adding a little bit of mustard here and there. I mean, in the big picture you're going to be successful if you're doing most of the things right if you have and and these tiny points like oh no you know you can't have mustard or oh no you can't have coffee uh, which i'm not having right now by the way but these these things are small in the big picture in my opinion if you have a sensitivity to one of those items of course leave it out But if you don't, and you're thriving and getting healthier and losing weight and having other health benefits, and you're still having these little things here and there, like mustard, you know, even a pickle now and then I've been known to have, um, you know, those sorts of things. I'm not, I'm not going to worry about that. I, I feel like you compare that to the standard American diet. I mean,
1: if everybody ate that way, can you imagine how healthy we would all be? I love that you said that because I think so many people, they get stuck in the minutiae of things. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about the sardine fast, because a lot of people think that it's going to be a miracle to weight loss, healing, inflammation. Do you think it is a miracle for weight loss and healing?
0: i well i miracle is a big word but (laughs) i but i think it's beneficial no question i i mean i now include i try to have a can of sardines at least every other day in in my regular carnivore eating and and i feel i miss them when i i don't know if you saw the video where i was talking about like this is when i first got sick with COVID. i had terrible meat aversions i tried and i just could not eat the normal meats that i love and i was i actually googled what to eat on covid and all kinds of things came back you know fruit juices and things like that that i was not willing to do but one of the things that came back was sardines omega-3s and i thought oh and I grabbed a can out of the fridge. I keep my cans in the fridge because I like them cold. <laughs> I grabbed a can out of the fridge. I was able to eat a can of sardines when I was having all the other eat- meat aversions. So it was like my body was like, yes, that was okay. <laughs> and, and, I, and so I feel like I miss them when I don't eat them. And it's very, a very weird thing to say, but I actually feel like my body loves sardines and and i have um i don't know i just have these really good positive feelings about eating them
1: and, and I just, I, I I don't, I think it's the healthy fad in them. I think it could be. You did mention though, that you had the sardines packed in olive oil. And I wanted yes. to touch on that point because I've heard that when you buy the <clears> sardines <throat> in olive oil, sometimes they can be cut with vegetable oils.
0: Yeah, I've heard that too. And I don't know how to tell. And I don't know if price is a factor or country of origin. I've, I'm still kind of looking into those things. I mean, if I look at the sardine selection, you have your 99 cent sardine and you have your $10 sardine. I mean, we have it all here. And so I I try to get the, um, the cans that say wild caught, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And I don't know if there's any way to know for sure whether I'm getting the best olive oil or not. But the other thing that people can do if they really feel strongly about it is buy the water packed and buy an oil that you trust and use that instead, you know, drain off the oil, rinse the sardines if you want to, and put a tablespoon of your own trusted oil on it. And that solves that anxiety, at least if you really don't want to use any of the like olive oil or avocado oil or anything like that, you could use butter you know, use your own fat, right? You could. I think that's going to be much more tastier.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Some sardines in butter just sounds absolutely delicious. Now, if people watching out there are thinking, I don't want to eat sardines, but I do want to do this 72-hour fast, what are some great alternatives that have the same nutrition as sardines?
0: I do think sardines are are the best ones to go with, but if you, and, and what, you could do also is maybe alternate with some anchovies and uh, some salmon mackerel, those are the three that I think are coming close to what the sardines have. I a lot of people ask about tuna my concern about tuna is because they are such a large fish, they are higher in mer- mercury than sardines which are very tiny so. It's just something to be aware of.
1: Absolutely. And I recently, as I was prepping for this interview, I just was listening to everything about Anita, but everything about Dr. (laughs) Boz as well. So I could learn more about sardines. But one thing she was saying was about, and as you said, about fish, is that if you get the smaller fish, you are Mm -hmm. safe with the mercury content. And the amount of mercury that the guidelines recommend, it is very conservative based on what Dr. Boz was saying. So I think that what Anita is saying is absolutely spot on and I know that you have tried other types of fast that we're going to get to in a second but I wanted to play a little bit of a game so this is called carnival faces with Anita I am going to run through and show on the screen 10 carnival doctors and experts and I want to get your opinion about the main thing that you have learned from these experts the reason for that is many people watching right now, they hear a lot of things out there from doctors, mm. experts, and coaches. There's every there's so much information. So somebody like you that's an experimenter that has tried many things would have a really good idea about what is the main things that we have to be focusing on. So I'm going to start okay. with the first one, and you just tell me the main thing that you have learned from this doctor. Are you ready? Okay. I'll do my best. <laughs> Okay, I have to start with the first one, Dr. Boz. Dr. Boz,
0: yes, I love her. Uh, Well, I learned about the sardine fast from her, uh, but I also have her book, Keto Continuum, which I that really got me interested in making sure I know what my ketones are actually doing. Do you think that we
1: need to be measuring ketones?
0: I don't think we all need to be measuring ketones, but if you're stuck somewhere, I think it's a good place to look.
1: Okay, next one is Dr. Ken
0: Berry everything practical he is so down to earth and practical and he gets things down to the basics anytime i need to look up something or if somebody say in on my facebook group or on my channel says oh i have this problem i know that you know like they used to say that there's an app for that there's a dr barry video for that and so i go looking for it sure enough there always is i post it for them to follow, you know, and watch. And yeah, he's just so practical.
1: And what do you think about Dr. Berry saying eat until you're comfortably stuffed? Do you think that's great advice for people just starting carnivore?
0: I think just starting carnivore. Yes. I, I, I think it, I I think it's good advice and you can take it from there. After that, you know, see where you go with it. After that,
1: okay. Next one is Dr. Anthony Chafee. Plants are trying to kill you. That
0: is what I have learned from from him, Dr. Chafee. Oh, he's so lovable. I mean, I love I love his videos. Um, I you know I know plants are are trying to kill me, but I you know so, sometimes I still have the odd one like in the coffee bean or a slice of lemon or something, but I understand what he's saying. And so that's, yeah, (laughs) he's a good one to listen to.
1: He's an absolute treasure to listen to. But I love that you said that around aiming for progress and not perfection. If you have some lemon or lime or some coffee, a pickle now and then, feel great about it and know that you are 99.99% consistent. I think that is the main takeaway from, you know, plants are trying to kill you and you're doing the best that you can staying Mm -hmm. on track. Yes, I agree. Okay, next one is Professor Bart K. Oh,
0: Professor Bart K. He is, um, he's very funny. I, I do watch him from time to time and he just has this, deep scientific knowledge that I've never seen anywhere else and tries to inject his humor into it as well, which I appreciate, because that subject, you know, the explanations sometimes are so complicated, but he seems to be able to break it down for just us regular people to understand.
1: Well, you're not just so regular, Anita, ketogenic woman <laughs> with like seventy odd thousand subscribers on YouTube and he- helping millions of people. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> but I'm not a scientist, and he is, so he brings the science for sure. What do you think of uh, when he says that calories don't matter? I I agree with that for the most part. And, and I think
0: it's I think it depends on how you're thinking about that. Because obviously, if you're going to eat 10,000 calories a day, that is going to matter. But I think that from what I have seen from the people that contact me, they are generally eating very low calories. And I have eaten low calories in the past and not lost any weight. Now I eat between 1,800 and 2,000 calories calories, and I do much better in that area. So the equation doesn't make any sense when you just take it as calories in calories out that that does not make sense. So they they matter in certain ways. It's hard. Dr cake and explain it better than me.
1: (laughs) No, you explained it perfectly, actually. I love your analogy around if you eat 10,000 calories, because most of us would gain weight, hence the, oh, so what do you think about one stick of butter?
0: Okay, one stick of butter. How do I feel about that? Mm -hmm. I, okay, so I feel that people, some people out there have misunderstood that to mean that whatever you're eating now, you add a stick of butter on top. And I have seen people who have run into some problems with that I interpret it as. The equivalent of a stick of butter throughout the day, make sure you're getting at least the equivalent of that many calories in butter, so if that means you're already eating fatty meats that are over 70% fat, which I do i'm not having to add a whole stick of butter, you know I I will add a tablespoon here and there. I love butter. I could eat a stick of butter a day. But I also eat very fatty meats. So you need to find that balance.
1: And that goes into my next one which is Dr. Elizabeth Bright.
0: Okay, Dr. Elizabeth Bright is where I have her book and I have read that book and I what I my big takeaway from her is is two things that we as women need more fat than men. We just do because of our hormones and the menopause thing, what I learned from her book is that menopause is not a disease that needs to be treated with drugs. It's probably what you're eating that is causing the the different symptoms that people go to the doctor for to get a prescription. I mean, I I went through my menopause while doing keto, before I became ketovore, then carnivore. But I think even that was enough that I had no, I, I mean, my cycle stopped when I knew I was in menopause. I've not had any other symptoms. So I think that, um, uh, I, I just think that if you eat enough fat, those symptoms are at least going to be minimized. Next one is, Dr. Sean Baker. Oh, Dr. Sean Baker. I got to meet him at KetoCon as well. Um he is he's another person that's just very practical. That I, you know that's what I like about him as well as Dr. Barry. They're both just very practical, down to earth, just just keep it simple and eat the meat. And and that's that is what I appreciate about him most. He doesn't want to overcomplicate it and count macros. And, and I think for most people starting out, that is the best approach to go to first.
1: I get surprised when I know that, you know, his background and how humble and gentle he is as a person and how he wants to help so many people. is just, just incredible. Okay. The next one is Dr. Robert Kiltz.
0: Oh, Dr. Kiltz. I went to one of his sessions at KetoCon. And I have to admit that I didn't know who he was before KetoCon. He just never came up in my, you know, my adventures. Um, And I was really impressed. And, and the funny thing was, is that the, the uh, session that he did was about fertility and, and I was kind of like, Oh, well, I don't need to worry about fertility now, but I learned so much in that session, and one of the really profound things that he said was that women come to him, and they say, oh, I'm really healthy, but I can't seem to have, I can't seem to conceive and have a baby, and he's like, if if you're a child, if you're in your childbearing years, and you can't have a baby, you're not healthy, you know, so he, it, it's just that flip of perspective that you know, those are normal bodily things, you shouldn't have to go get treatment for something that is normal, like menopause and fertility and things like that. So, so it was just one more clue that our hormones are so important, and we need that fat to regulate our hormones.
1: Okay, next one is Dr. Sivas.
0: Oh, Dr. Sivas. Well, he's another one that just tells it like it is. And uh, my big takeaway from Dr. Sivas when, you know, in listening to his videos is that whole thing about net carbs, total carbs, he's like, your body is not doing that calculation, like, you know, it doesn't, you know, there's no little notepad happening, oh, uh, that was a net carb or that was, you know, it, it he just sort of lays that out. So well. Total carbs, you have to count total carbs. And and I got that from him.
1: Well, I think if you're doing carnival, you don't really need to count the carbs because but I think I think that he let me
0: qualify. That was when I was doing keto that I heard that video. Got it. it. Okay.
1: Yes. Yes. Because he talks about keto and carnival. Yes. Even when you're doing keto, you can easily increase those carbs. And then if you do the net carbs, it's a bit of a sneaky sneaky to, you know, increase your carb count. (laughs) It is,
0: it is. And the, you know, the body knows what you're doing. The body does not recognize that that calculation is what he was saying. I mean, he, I mean, there's so much more too. I mean, but that was just one thing that's always stuck with me.
1: I love that. He also says that a snack is an addiction.
0: (gasps) It's an emotional event. Yes.
1: Yes. Like it's an emotional event. If you're needing to, it's incredible. I used to snack a lot just because even if it's carnival food, I used to just snack on butter and then you have to readjust your relationship with food to say that this is not meaningful in terms of am I hungry no am I doing it out of habit yes
0: (laughs) I know I had to give up bacon snacking it wasn't doing well for me yes it's carnivore but it definitely you know when I
1: heard him say that I was like yeah do I do I need to be snacking (laughs) next one let's let's see your thoughts on this one Dr. Paul Saladino
0: uh, uh okay, so you know, I, I generally like Dr. Paul Saladino. I listened to him for a long time before. I can't I can't go there like he does with the fruit and the honey. I I just to me, if you have some addictive tendencies like I do, that comes up. I mean, I was never what I mean, and even when I was doing keto, and I was having some fruit, it was a problem food for me. I can't eat a quarter cup of blueberries, I want the whole basket. You know, it's uh, just getting that little bit of fruit in me triggers things. And so I, I, I feel like I need to say, proceed with caution on whole adding fruit and honey to your carnivore plan
1: okay the last one is number 10 and this is for my keto lovers out there dr eric berg okay i i don't have a lot of experience
0: with dr berg but in my facebook group there's a lot of women who are still doing keto and they are huge fans of dr berg and you know he's 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 out there. He's got so many videos. He's helped a lot of people, and and so I I appreciate him for that. And and you know many of my people that do follow him, I trust them and their judgment. And and so while I myself have not really focused on anything that he's he's done, um, you know I I think he's big in the
1: community and
0: get some respect for that.
1: And as you can see from the other 10 carnival slash keto doctors that we spoke about, there is huge variation around what some people yes. do say. And I know, Anita, that you have tried other things apart from sardine fast. You've tried an egg fast, fat mm-hmm. fasting, triple B&E, mm-hmm. protein sparing, modified fasting. Mm-hmm. I have. So I get a lot of questions firstly about fat fasting. Do you think that's something that we should try? How do we choose between a sardine fast or a fat fast for example?
0: You know, I don't I don't feel that it's having to choose. I feel that all of those things you mentioned are tools in a toolkit. Just like a carpenter has all the different tools Those are all things that you can try. And I believe that some of them are more suitable certain people than than others. So someone has an egg allergy. You don't want them doing an egg fast. They could try a fat fast or a sardine fast and vice versa. There's people who are allergic to seafood. So your personal tastes and your sensitivities can come into play. I think that all of them are good at raising ketones, uh, because I've, you know, tried them all and they do do that. So whether one is better than another is really, I think it's really down to personal taste. And there are times I consider all of those to be good tools in the toolkit. And there are times when I just feel like doing a fat fast, you know, it just seems like a good day to do a fat fast or, Look at all these eggs I got on sale. I'm going to do an egg fast for three days. That kind of thing. That's how I look at it. To me, it is a a way that I challenge myself, boost my ketones, and eat some foods that I might be in abundance of.
1: And when it comes to these... Different types of, you know, food fasting, whether it be sardines, fat fasting, egg, beef, and butter fast. I think many people are wondering if they have a weight loss goal in mind. Do you think that they need to try this to change things up, maybe for a bit of motivation?
0: I think it's a good way to get in some metabolic confusion, and sometimes just changing something up like that. If you've been doing the same thing for a long time, and we tend to fall into that you know we we, we tend to eat at the same times a day and we sometimes will eat the same foods over and over sometimes a simple thing like the sardine fast or or having three or four days of you know bbbe even any of those things that you mentioned can be a metabolic kick you know your body is like this is different <laughs> and it starts to perform in a different way. And and so, I, I don't necessarily see any of those tools as being a weight loss tool in that short term that you're doing it. Because, I mean, how much weight are you going to lose in three days? You're, the, yes, the scale might go down, but it's what happens after that's important. It, it's, it, you know, sometimes a reset allows you to rethink some of the things that you've maybe allowed back in you know the the creeping of things that come back into your into your eating, I I, I just I see them more as a metabolic tool rather than a weight loss tool although many of them you will lose weight doing them
1: so i'm curious now what is working for you because we know that you've lost over 130 pounds Mm -hmm. where are you at now in your weight loss and also your health journey well right right now i'm
0: i'm kind of in a high stress situation because i'm moving next month and uh so i'm i haven't Really been focusing on measuring my weight and ketones and things like that, and and I'm just being transparent and and honest. Um, I sort of feel like I'm main, I'm in a maintenance mode right now, and I'm actually okay with it. What is really kind of fun and exciting about that is that I can maintain a weight for weeks now without doing any measuring, worrying if i if i just if i just eat the meat and i have a can of sardines every couple of days and i also include cod liver in that i love cod livers and i try to have a one or two cans a week of cod livers these things seem to be enough and and i'm eating higher calories than ever before i have no problem maintaining where i'm at doing what i'm doing and i consider that a real blessing because there was a time in my life where i was either Losing weight because I was on the latest diet. And if I wasn't losing weight, I was gaining weight. There was never maintenance in between those times. I mean, that was my history of eating disorders, whatever you want to call it. That was my history. I was either racing up or plummeting down, no maintenance. And I think that for people like me, maintenance is a skill. and. It, it, it's something that if we can learn how to do maintenance, it's going to hold us well during those times when there's high stress in our lives and you're not you know, measuring everything to the T. I'm looking forward to kind of getting back to thinking about it again and being more conscientious and mindful of what I'm having so that I can, because I, I need to be mindful in order to be losing. And and I so for me, that means, you know, maybe, maybe doing one of these metabolic resets, uh, you know, maybe doing something different. And then for some reason that starts my weight loss going again, same old, same old, I'm learning how to do that and how to stay stable. And I don't, I, I think that's a good thing too.
1: I think that's a wonderful thing. I'm not many people talk about, they talk about wanting to lose weight very fast. They talk about wanting to get fast results. But if any, if anybody looks at Anita, the one thing that is so brilliant about her journey is that it is steady, consistent results it's not yes. just crash dieting it's it's trying different things as you said for that metabolic confusion and i'm sure that when you're adding in the sardines you're adding in the mackerel you're adding in the beef and the butter it's feeding your body with nutrients so that you can be at that maintenance phase because your body's not starving
0: no and and so i feel like that's the same with you know this illness that i just went through i my my body it was really prepared for it, and i I think I came out better. I would dread to think what may have happened ten years ago if I had gotten that it's um you know and and I have seen people that I know get very very ill and and it I just feel very you know, other than my voice being different, I feel very strong and healthy and able to take on whatever stress is coming my way. And I feel really good about that, you know, and and at at this age, not having to worry about being on medications, not having to worry about, you know, these everyday things that, you know, women my age are going through, I, I just I, I feel great, I feel like I have this uh, zest for life that I didn't have before.
1: And that's the power of carnivore. That's the power yes. of feeding your body full of nutrients. So Anita, yes. how can people find you?
0: Well, the best place to find me is on my YouTube channel. That's where I'm the most active is, is that ketogenic woman, YouTube, uh, I try to, I I do read all my comments and I try to help people where, where
1: I can. It is getting to be a lot, but I feel that it's important. And I'm going to leave the link for Anita's YouTube channel in the description, as well as her video on the 72 hour sardine challenge so that you can watch the thing from start to finish (laughs) and do it if you want to give it a go. But Anita, thank you so much for your time today. And I'm sure we're going to see you very soon.
0: Thank you so much for having me on again, Rina. I really enjoyed it.
1: I hope you enjoyed the interview with Anita. You might like to watch this video next with Dr. Elizabeth Bride, especially if you're starting a carnivore diet to heal and to lose weight, you might need to know how to start a high-fat carnivore lifestyle the right way. You might also like to watch this video by Dr. Ken Berry discussing the ultimate beginner guide to start the carnivore diet. I'll see you guys next week.